From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Yeah, our moms. Our moms. So, Miles, what beer-related things have you been up to? Sadly, I've only been on the imbibing side recently. Well, what the hell? Well, lots of uh, like weddings and bachelor parties, and I have been out of commission for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is you were you had two weeks off, I think. Two, yeah. or, two or three. Two it's, or three. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, I think Humber Bound had two weeks off, and Eric. No, just one. Just one. Okay, just one. I think, and then Eric filled in twice. So okay, that's that's what it was then. My goodness. Yep. Did it go well? Yeah, I think it went fine. Good. And I suppose that there's awesome updates on the stuff that I don't know about. Uh, yeah, the barrel stuff. Well, we talked about that uh, last week. Okay. Um, and then we got it. Uh, I finished bottling uh, on Friday morning. Um, I built a, a counter pressure filler. Yes, I still um, haven't seen this thing. Yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you after we're done. Okay. Um, it's it's upstairs, still connected to the empty keg in the gas line, because that is how on top of things I am, <laughs> uh, sitting in, sitting in a sandy bucket right now. Um, but yeah, so I got that dialed in Friday. Uh, it was a lot of trial and error to get things kind of working, and it, it was a bad beer to do trial and error with. Yeah. Uh, but we still ended up with uh with a decent yield. Good. Um, and then we waxed the bottles and got them labeled and all that stuff. Oh, so. that's right. How did the waxing go? The waxing went really well. Uh, yeah, it took way less time than this bottling, which took me almost two hours. Oh, jeez. For the Isn't that your favorite part of brewing, though? Oh, just absolutely great. <laughs> just phenomenal. <laughs> Love bottling. It's my favorite. So what do you think about the waxing process? Because that was your first time, right? Well, yeah, but I, I've seen it done before, okay. and it, I, like the waxing process is easy. You just dip and done. Yeah. I just remember be- thinking it was a lot less messy than I assumed it would be the first time we did oh, it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I, you know, like stuff everywhere. I'd be cleaning off like burners and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. I, w- I was actually pretty surprised that it was just as easy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, um, and then uh, we got some grog tag labels, which I was very impressed with. Um, what is a grog tag label? Uh, grog tag is a company that makes beer labels for homebrewers. Oh, nifty! I haven't seen these. Yeah, uh, they they have, they're like a nice, uh, like almost like a vinyl sticker uh, okay. that's that's easy to remove and re put on and. Oh, they can be reused. Yep, I like the way that. Yeah, sounds. no, it's it it was very cool, and they were super easy to put on, and I got most of them pretty straight i think so <laughs> my dad had a had a company where he ended up manually putting labels on all of his bottles and he had uh just like pieces of wood set up so that he could set it in there with pen lines drawn on there so he could nice. line things up i remember thinking it was just so ghetto yeah well it, worked. it looked yeah. good no, as, as long as it worked um <laughs> Well, like uh, when you go to get the uh, a, a can gro- or a crowler from uh, Oliphant, they have a little. Uh, it's it's like a board with uh, with another. It's like a yeah, like a oh, like a four by six. Yeah, and or a yeah, two by six, and then they have a uh, 
like just just like a little uh, one by one on the top there, a little uh, strip to, to line it up, and they they lay the label on there, and then they just roll the can down. Yeah, that sounds and about right. It still gets like wonky half the time. <laughs> well, see, I, I I like the idea of just lining it up with the lines because then you're still d- using your hand. Mm-hmm. Obviously, not as quick and maybe more potential for air bubbles, but yeah, that is a debate for another time. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, that's kind of, but then just kind of talked about some potential brews in the near future here. Yeah. Just because I have a bunch of stuff I get, I need to get brewed and I'm working on emptying some kegs. So I should, I'm going to have a bunch of empty kegs in about two months here. I'm going to need to fill up. So fair enough. I want to brew next weekend, but obviously I can't cause I will be, Occupied, but the following week I have every intention of brewing something, anything, beer. Yeah. I've been out of the game for too long and I don't like this. Yeah. I've just been, like, I actually ended up putting my equipment, like, away, away. Like, not, uh, for the most part, I just had it set aside in my living room because it takes Mm -hmm. up so little space. And I'm like, I gotta put it away. I haven't. I haven't used it in way too long. Well, what the heck? I. It's not good. It's not good. I feel bad. You should feel bad. I do feel bad. You should feel terrible. I feel awful. Good. All right. Now that we got that out of the way, and my self-esteem is just wrecked. <laughs> right. Well, I. Sh- what I should have done is I. I didn't realize it was going to be this nice today, and today would have been a good day for a brew day. But, today would have been a perfect day for a brew day. But did not know it was going to be ridiculously nice, and I wasn't supposed to be around this weekend, is the other thing. So. Yeah, I would probably otherwise be brewing, but I picked up a shift at work in a couple hours. Yep. So I got that going for me, which isn't nice. That's okay. Uh, even though we're not brewing, we can still talk about beer right now. You know, I approve this message. So I got a couple of new weapons for the home brewer. Uh, that I thought were pretty fascinating. I was looking up uh, just quote-unquote homebrew hacks, Mm -hmm. and there are surprisingly few hits, but the the few things I found I really enjoyed. And the big one was um, how how to chill your wort faster without getting big, expensive equipment. Okay. So there's the immersion wort chiller, and Eric and I have... uh, we we have the tendency to stir the wort with the mm-hmm. wort chiller, which which works really really well, but this takes it a step further. Can you imagine what it might be at all? Um, is it the crazy like counterflow thing that has like the wheel that no no okay no much less complicated uh, a paint stirrer. Oh okay yeah so you just get a paint stirrer attached to a drill you just go right up in the middle of the. Uh, counter or excuse me, the immersion chiller, and you just turn it on, and because it just constantly spins it around hmm. the word chiller itself. I man, I like I, I like the idea. Um, the only potential problem I see there is there's another source of potential contamination. That is true. Fortunately, these, uh, especially if you get a new one, you know it's it's a simple and clean layer, easy to sanitize. Yeah. Um, and I'll just point it out here, uh, question, uh, on my number two list, what are the potential problems you see? And you literally just said the potential problem (laughs) I see. (laughs) So I found that amusing. Um, the, the other potential problem is that, uh, hot side aeration that, uh, some people worry about that Mm -hmm. I've brought up in the past 
and pretty much the only thing I I ever find on hot side aeration in this regard is that it's so insignificant nobody's ever actually seen a difference on the home brewing level. Yeah. So that's that's not a thing to worry about either. That and it gets chilled so quickly that you're probably only talking a minute or two worth of mm-hmm. quote unquote danger zone. Danger zone Absolutely. Uh so this was the the other big area that I found uh tips and tricks in was boil over issues. Okay. So, do you have any any? I use my little squirt bottle and a wooden dowel. Yep. So those are are two of the probably the easiest fixes. Um, I suppose I should elaborate on go my ahead. squirt bottle. So uh, I just take a uh, like I go to Walmart and get like one of those little squirt bottles and I fill it with water. Uh, and then during the boil, anytime I see some boil up, I just squirt away, and it. Uh, Works really well to prevent uh, boil overs. Yeah, especially uh, cold water. Cold yep. water works particularly well. And I will also throw this out there because I've purchased multiple spray bottles as a. Uh, um, in I spray my cat with it when she's doing bad things. Okay. And I find that cheap spray bottles are worthless. It is worth spending five bucks on a spray bottle. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna lie. Spending one dollar at Walmart, it'll it doesn't. We usually work. just get the little spray caps and stick it in a water bottle. I suppose that that probably works too, but I oh I've been so disappointed. Yeah. Yes, unnecessarily as you can obviously <laughs> tell. Um. So let's see. What are the potential? Uh, what are the potential problems with that methodology? I don't really. I, I haven't run into any. No, there there really aren't any. Um. Because, I mean, any water that you're adding is negligible, and it's during the boil, so you don't have to worry about contamination, really. Yep, that would be the, the one quote-unquote issue some people might have is, uh, doesn't isn't that a source of contamination? And mm-hmm. the answer is no, you're literally boiling it. Uh, there is one other uh, tool that can be used as a the wooden dowel issue. Just well, like if you're making a pot of pasta, you put the wooden spoon over the pot, and it prevents the boil over. Yes. With magic. Absolutely. There is one other. Oh, it. man, there's another one? There is. Okay. Hmm. Surfactant. Your what hurts? Have you ever had, or have you ever heard of a surfactant? No. Uh, a surfactant is a substance that messes with the surface tension of a liquid. Interesting. So what you do is is uh, you, you buy a vial of a surfactant, or a deformer or anti-foamer, and you just put a couple of drops per gallon in the liquid, it kills the surface tension, and it more or less negates any possibility for a boil over. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. So there are obvious uh, potential issues there. Yeah, you're adding something to your beer. Yes. Yes. Which really I don't... You're not a big fan of. Not a big fan. Not a big fan. Uh, If it makes you feel any better, they are typically... uh, uh, vegetable oil based with silicone. Oh yeah, that doesn't make me feel any better. I don't want to add oil to my beer. You're literally talking just drops. Doesn't matter. Ten None. drops. None. Like seven milliliters. Nope. Um. <clears throat> so, uh, there are actually multiple ways to use this defoaming agent. And you'd be, and you'd actually be quite surprised. So the the three big areas that you can use them in are yeast propagation, 
uh, in the boil and even in the fermenters. Hmm. Would you have guessed? In the fermenter? No. In the... Yeast propagation? Yeah, because I mean, well, yeah, I guess... Are, are you, I guess are you looking to like stem the the forming of Krausen? Like uh, for yeast propagation, it's primarily to keep that uh, yeast foam down if that's an issue, mm-hmm. especially for some of the the larger starters that people do. Yeah, and the so re- probably the same thing in the in the fermenter as well. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, they have um, separate benefits as far as the yeast propagation goes. Uh, excessive foam, you know, like two, three, four inches actually acts as a barrier f- uh, for the oxygen mm-hmm. to reach the, the liquid itself. And so that would be the, the primary use for it. Uh, it, it helps that oxygen reach, yep. the, reach the yeast. Uh, the only problem with that one is uh, you, you really do have to be sparse with it in the yeast propagation because it can start to coat the yeast if you use too much. I'm that telling is, you, I don't like it. That is the only negative thing I've found about it. Okay. Okay, so then uh, in the boilovers, what do you what do you imagine some of the benefits being? Well, you're there's, not there's boiling the obvious, over. Right? There's the obvious one. What do you think? What else do you think might benefit? I don't know. Any idea? No, okay. So one of the big, th- or the, the other big thing is it helps with uh, hop utilization, Especially or primarily with pellet hops because it doesn't get all gunked up on the sides with uh, with the boil. Okay. And I know I, I I personally have the tendency to like constantly scrape it off and throw it back in mm-hmm. there, but um, it keeps building back up on the sides anyways. Yep. And so this would uh, kill the kill the foam and the yeast or excuse me the hops would stay inside the liquid. Hmm. Interesting. <clears throat> Are you sold yet? No, I'm still adding something to my beer. Fermenters. So, what do you think? Some of the obvious. Well, benefits? it's going to be the same thing with the as like the yeast. You're not going to have as much blow off and all that craziness. All right. So, do you know? Can you imagine some of the secondary benefits of that scenario? Nope. Nope. All right. So, the obvious benefit is that you don't have to worry about blow off volumes. Uh, Excessive foaming can actually expel a lot of the fer- yeast that is fermenting at the top of the beer. Mm-hmm. So that is a thing that actually decreases the population in the beer during the primary fermentation phase. And this would take that problem out. Okay. Um, there are a lot of hydrophobic proteins that can be expelled along with the Krausen that uh, aid in head retention. Well, this sounds like they're all still uh, part of that primary benefit of like stopping the, yeah, the foam know. over. Okay. Well, well, oh, you mean the boil over? Or not? Not the boil over, but the. the uh, yeah, I asked what the, the secondary okay. benefits were. Like, what what are the things that that implies? Okay. Um, the the third thing is uh, hop aromatics. You can lose a lot of hop aromatics in the Krausen. Mm-hmm. So that would also help keep some of those in as well. Uh, and then the other the other thing that uh, is used by some of the more commercial breweries is that you have more throughput with a single fermenter. Okay. Um, because you don't have to count on all of that extra space for Krausen. Mm-hmm. You can use it for more beer instead. Okay. So I thought that was pretty cool. Now, do you have one burning question sitting at the back of your mind? 
No. There there should be one obvious question that I had to dig for and to find a, a good answer for in reference to using something that kills foam that you put in your beer. Well, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm assuming like people wouldn't be using it if it was going to get rid of uh, your head retention completely. Yes, yes. So I, like, I mean, it can't help head retention, but it probably doesn't significantly hurt it. Uh, it doesn't hurt it at all, and for that secondary reason with the Krausen, that it helps maintain some of the head-retaining proteins that would otherwise be lost. In that in that regards, it does help head retention. Um, but the biggest question that I was wondering is, like, why does it actually not hurt head retention in the final beer? And that's because the this stuff is it's an emulsive liquid. Do you know what that means? Mm-hmm. And so... There's there's three components. I can't remember exactly what they all are, but it's primarily uh, an oily liquid that carries this, you know, basically these chemical beads around that kill the surface tension of the liquid that don't actually dissolve into your beer, that they all require this active liquid during the boil and during yeast propagation or during uh, fermentation when it actually does its thing. And then in a still liquid, it actually settles out and you effectively end up racking off of it. Okay. Um, and there have been... Um, uh, I, I think there was a brewery that used a canola oil-based defoaming agent, and the yeast actually ate some of that, uh, some of the chemicals in the canola oil and, and did even better with it. That sounds like a recipe for off flavors. <laughs> well, you're not using nearly enough to make a difference. I don't know. Still iffy on the whole thing. For, Well, let's put it in perspective. So I looked to see if uh, Midwest or Northern Brewer had any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And they do. They they have uh, Firm Lab S, I believe is what they call it. And they they say, you know, use it in the fermenters to prevent mm-hmm. blow-off or prevent the necessity for a blow-off tube. Uh, and that it also doesn't wreck the the final stuff, but you get it for, or you get one ounce for $4 and it's good for 40 batches. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're literally using very, drops, yeah. drops per gallon. And no, like, I'm, I'm sure it works fine. It just, it, it sounds like black magic to me and I don't <laughs> like it, <laughs> but this is, this is another weapon to help improve the home brewer's beer. Another tool in the toolbox. Another tool in the toolbox. And what I like is that um, it's effectively very, very simple to use, and it's very cheap. So that that's what I like about it. $4 gets you enough for 40 batches. Yeah. Assuming that you're using it just for the fermenters. Probably mm-hmm. closer to 15 or 20 batches if you're using it for all three steps. Yeah. But... I'm not going to argue with it. Mm-hmm. I, I found this, and I was I was actually pretty blown away by so it. So when are you going to test it? Uh, the next time I brew. Okay. Uh, no, I will. Primarily because uh, I use the one-gallon fermenters, and they more or less get filled all the way to the top when I try and brew a beer because I, I want more than two quarts yeah. <laughs> worth of beer as an end result for my work. Uh, so if I can increase that to, you know, like a 98% yield as opposed to, like, 75 or 80 mm-hmm. that would be fantastic yeah so that's that's what i've got for you today cool 
Uh, any final thoughts? Any final notes on this oh, black magic I've proposed to um, you? No, I guess I can't really think of anything, but we have a few minutes to cover, so why don't we uh, take a minute and um, I'm going to pause this a second and we're going to talk about uh, the counter pressure filler. Okay, yeah. Okay, we're back. Yes. And we are recording again. All right, so the counter pressure filler, I followed the uh, BYO uh instructions pretty much to the letter i i think they are fantastic as far as diy project goes they're one of my first yeah yeah um so basically um it it has a few few separate parts and i'll post a picture online uh afterwards but uh at the top it's kind of in like a t and then uh you have one uh one ball valve with the gas line in and one ball valve with the uh beer line in and that goes to a um, a quarter inch uh, pipe, and then that goes. And then um, there's a secondary uh, like sleeve over it. <clears throat> That's a three quarter or three eighths. Okay. Yeah, three eighths, and that slides over the quarter inch, and that has a needle valve on it, and there's a stopper there. So when you're filling it up, it fills from the bottom. Uh, first, first thing I do is I purge it. So I turn on the gas only and just let that fill up and purge out, uh, through the needle valve, uh, because any pressure differential is going to go up the sleeve and out the needle valve. So it goes up through here. Yep. Oh, yeah. So beer comes here Yeah. and then any excess pressure go through here. All right. Where does, where does the CO2 come in? CO2 is this line, one of the, yeah, I think it's this line here. Okay, now where does that go? What's, what benefit does that have? That's going to go th- through the bottom. Oh, that's for the purge. Yep, that's for the purge. Okay, so you you open that, it You purges. open it up, you, you purge it, you purge it out, get all the uh, oxygen, or the, just the regular atmosphere, get all the yeah. oxygen out of there. And then you close it? Then you Then you close the gas line, close the needle valve. Then you open up the beer line, and then you're going to get a little bit of beer at the bottom. But then uh, the pressure is going to equalize. Going to equalize, and then you then open you up barely the crack the needle valve. Just and this this is what took me forever to figure out was the process on getting this to work without foam. Nice. Um. So you you like barely crack the needle valve, and then you're going to slowly start filling up the bottle. And yeah. it's it's not the fastest thing in the world, but. It it works, and so then then you get up to uh, about fill line, and you'll know that because beer will start coming out of the needle valve. Okay. Um, and then you shut the needle valve off, and then now this is very important. You need to remember to shut the beer off too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say how many times that happened to me, but it was more than once. <laughs> Wow. So is this what you feel like on the other side of the DIY conversations you have with me? Yes. With all of my mistakes? Yep. Okay. Yeah, no, and it, like, I don't know. But once once I got it working, it worked really well. Um, it's all copper and brass, so it'll sanitize easily. Yep. Um, yeah, and it seems pretty sturdy and awesome, so. It looks very fancy. It does. It made me feel very special while I was using it. And then I have, uh, I can use a, a bigger stopper um, to fill growlers. Sure. So, um, yeah, I can just do a bunch of different stuff with it. So, now, did you have to do anything special for this sleeve at the end here? Um, yeah, so the I'm using uh, compression fittings on both sides here. Okay. Um, like here and here. Yeah. And yep. so I had to drill out this... Uh, 
I believe, yeah, I had to drill out this compression fitting, okay. the the smaller one there, because uh, it wouldn't allow it to pass through. So that was the only other thing I had to do, was take a quarter-inch drill bit and just drill through. And Very that, nice. Yeah, and that, that took a bit, but it was a whole thing. Um, other than that, I didn't really have to do anything crazy. Now, from here to here, is this one tube? Yes, yeah, okay. that that entire length of quarter is one tube. That, okay. I this whole thing is a really cool set. It looks awesome, by the way. It looks pretty badass. Um, it, the it does. the the thing I want to do, um, is I'm going to replace this gas line here, um, with a piece of gas tubing and a ball valve, or at least just a ball valve fitting here, maybe. Okay. Um, so I because I had to cut the the coupling off of my regulator, yeah, in order to put that on there. Yep. So for just ease of use, I want to put a a ball valve there, or uh, not not ball valve, but one of the, like the keg ball lock things. Yeah, the disconnects. Yeah, put a disconnect on there. Is that going to be tedious? No, and I'll probably do the same thing. Well, I don't know. If, I I probably won't do the same thing on the beer line. Um, I'll probably just leave uh, one of these connected. Sure, that um, makes sense. Yeah, but other than that, that's I didn't really make any other changes or want to do anything different. No. Finding all the right pieces was kind of a pain in the ass. I know. Uh, micro shopping in a hardware store is never fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, quarter-inch ball valves are hard to find. Yeah. Uh, and ridiculous. I think those were like six or seven bucks a piece just for the valves. Ouch. Yeah. So, I mean, all said and done, um, if I could have just bought the materials that I needed and not had to pick up any extras and uh, stuff like that. Probably could have gotten this thing done for like 45 to 60 bucks. Um, Which, it cost. It ended up costing me almost 100 with because uh, I bought, I had to buy spools of copper tubing and I had to uh, buy a little uh, tubing cutter and yeah, a few other odds and ends. Yeah, you, you end up having to buy the occasional new tool, yep. et, cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, I have the tubing and stuff, so for the price of fittings, I could make another one. Yeah, and they sell a Blickman gun for, like, what, 80 bucks, I think it is? Um, it's, yeah, I, it's don't, I don't... 60 or $80, and... It, I think it's... Well, is it only 60 Then I would have bought one of those, damn it. I, 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 I want to say it's 80 but it might be. It's been Blickman a while. Since, beer gun. It's been a while since I've looked. I remember have seventy five. Seventy five. Yeah. So I mean, theirs is a little easier to use, I think, because it's literally got like a pull handle setup. Yeah. Um, but I would love to be able to have one of these and say, "Guess what? I made it." Yeah. Well, and hmm, connectivity kit is not included. Oh, the beer gun. Oh, yeah, and that doesn't even have all the connectivity. Nope. <laughs> so you'd end up spending the same amount, if not more, anyways. Hmm. Though, does this have the... Hmm. I'm looking at the beer gun right now, and it looks like a very simple design. Yeah. Like, you could make... I could add the trigger assemblies to this, because it's just like a little push valve. Yeah, instead of the... Um... Instead of the ball valves. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm... I mean, I, I could modify this. I wouldn't bother. Your setup is good enough. All yeah. you have to do is now to make to turn it the fancier, beer off. right? Which you know, if if it wasn't so tedious, it'd be easier to remember. 
because I just I like I would zone out. I'd be filling the beer because it took me like I don't know. I want to say like a minute, a minute and a half per beer. Really? Um, so I'm like, well, I was I was doing it really slow because I was doing the beer that I did not want to lose any of, and I was already losing a bunch just trying to learn how to do this. Sure. And so I'm I'm trying to be as careful as possible. But uh, the nice thing about uh, doing it, doing uh, bottling this way versus the traditional bottle method is they're ready to drink immediately. Yeah, they're carved and ready to go. In fact, I brought one of the short, uh, one of the short fills uh, down to Common Man. I went and met Rick for lunch, nice. and so we we split the bottle uh, between us and then uh, the brewer and the owner. So that's awesome. We all yeah, tasted it, and and the other thing is you're not typically doing an entire keg's worth of beer with one of these things. Yeah. Normally the idea is I have a keg of beer but I want to bring only a couple bottles. Bring a with six me. pack somewhere. And and you can pull it right from the keg, cap it and it's already ready to drink. It's already cold mm-hmm. in an ideal world. Yeah. And then you just go. Honestly done. I think I'm gonna do growlers more than bottles with this thing. Um which is why I'm I have the stopper up there. So I gotta I just have to sure. test with it. Yeah, um, but yeah, no. The stopper is the only uh, the only variable part, um, and I mean it won't get to the bottom of the keg, but under pressure, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. No, and uh, I I like this setup. It looks awesome. Like it looks, it just looks really really cool. It looks all steampunky and stuff. It do- that's the word for it. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I just I I googled uh, counter pressure filler and followed the instru- the BYO instructions. Yeah, pretty much to the T. And and I think I've seen them before. I think I even saw this in their magazine, and I just remember thinking, I know cheating ways of getting around this that are, and I just don't have the money. Yeah. A- at the time, I didn't have the money. I could probably. This is something you could honestly nickel and dime and then put together later. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, um, yeah, and assembly uh, took me about an hour, maybe, um, and that was with a little bit of, like, oh, shit, this needs to go this way, and then that way, and... I remember being confused about this part. Like, the the, the whole gassy skate part yep. is very confusing to try and read. Yeah, no, it made a lot more sense uh, when... So, like, I, I made it, and I had I had the big T, and then I had this other assembly, and I'm like... I don't get it. Oh! <laughs> it all, like, just clicked immediately. I know. It It did. And then, me. like, as I'm putting it together, Eric is here, and he's like, I don't understand. I'm like, wait for it. <laughs> oh, and then, like, when we first, when we were first doing it, we were just opened all the valves... Full, oh uh, well, not not like like we we knew you know close the gas valve okay. then open the okay. beer but so we we opened the beer valve and then we just opened the needle valve at full bore, and it was just <laughs> bottle of foam, huh? And there's just beer spilling out of that valve, and we're like, what's going on? See, hindsight says that I I think I would have known that ahead of time. Nah. I, I don't know <laughs> because the the amount that you have to open it is. So like it's completely closed now. Yeah. So and it's you a, have to. So like it's about there. So he went from like noon to eleven fifty eight. Yeah. Like that. That's Boop. the change he did right there. And that's and that's what you need. And it's just like oh, that is not very much. <laughs> no, no, it's really not. And I I would like to think that after one mistake, I would have I would have put that together really real quick. You think so? Part I, of it was we'd been drinking too. Oh, 
That's always when an you're trying to figure out something new. Well, you have a couple in you. And you're like, well, okay. So that's why we stopped bottling that day. We got like two good ones, and we're like, okay, we're wasting too much beer. I'll f- figure this out later. And then I chilled the bottles as well, and that helped with the with the foaming. I got the bottles down to like 50 degrees. And- yeah, that that helps. Yeah. Dude, that is that is awesome, and I'm jealous. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty fun. Where do you get that this part? The tea? Yeah. At the hardware store. Well, it, no, so it's it's okay. just it's it's just a tea with a bunch of male nipples coming off of it. Gotcha. It looked different from the from the side that I haven't seen it before. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I'm good. This looks awesome, and I'm jealous. <laughs> All right, cool. So I think that's our show for today. Say some words. We're waiting for outro music. All right, there we go. Ta-ha. All right, guys. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in this week. Um, if you enjoyed the show and you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash blindnewstudios, uh, or you can click on the patron link at the bottom of our homepage. If you can do any Amazon shopping, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage and do your Amazon shopping as normal and get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and choose an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios, or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.